Good morning. This is the Jeff Gregory Podcast Show. Uh, this is my very first ever podcast. I'm very excited about doing it. I figured since the new hands-free law, I could start it in my driveway and finish it when I got to work or, or just before. So today we're going to discuss a little bit about family, faith, religion, and maybe a sprinkle of the WWE SummerSlam pay-per-view that happened last night. Talking about family, you know, I, I grew up in a, in a pretty large family on both sides. My mother's family was very large, and my father's family was very large. And they were two totally different types of people. My mom's family, you know, they were a little bit more of the hillbilly, uh, rough cut, fun, fun people to be around. And my dad's family, they were a lot more conservative. You know, most of them were uh, in the Church of Christ growing up, so, you know, their religious values were a little more instilled. You know, now, that was all that was all good because I got a good perspective of both sides of my family. Uh, but as I've gotten older, you know, I reflect back on some of the things that, you know, have, have either been great or, you know, just kind of bothered me. And uh, this year, uh, we, we've been going to a church called Revolution, and uh, my family and I, and been going there for over three years we've we've placed membership there and you know it's been a home to us it hadn't always been smooth you know there's been times we when we first started going that we thought about going somewhere else and just a little bit of a background on revolution church it's you know, growing up in the church of christ setting it's, it's not church of christ uh, they have instrumental music you know there's a lot more emotion you know, coming from the pulpit than you would see in a church of christ church you have a lot more members that are actually broken. Uh, they're not, you know, your everyday put on a dress shirt, you know, tie Christians. Uh, I believe that is, you know, where God put us. It wasn't something that we intentionally set out to go to. Because when we were looking for churches, we visited several Church of Christ churches. You know, and it just seemed like every time that, you know, we were looking for a church home, we'd run into somebody from Revolution that I knew knew when I was growing up, and they wanted us to attend there, and we did, and we loved it, you know, and the, the, from the first Sunday there, it was, the preacher was talking about teachers, and that's what I am, I'm a teacher, so, you know, it, there was a common ground there, and now my, my, my preacher, he's a teacher too, at the high school, so this right there, you know, it just it hits home for us, you know. When Jenna had eye surgery, Miss Douglas, our youth leader, she showed up and stayed with our family and checked on us and gave us care package. And you know, they just took care of us. And the crazy thing was, is every time I'd try to kind of pull away, someone in the church would pull me back in. You know, whether it was just through the men's group or our couples' night class and. You know, in Christie's ladies' night class, like, they want us there. They've hooked us in. You know, we've plugged in. And serving in a church is something that I've always done. You know, from the time I was a young child doing communion, serving communion, leading prayers, doing the Wednesday nights and night devotionals, leading the teen classes, teaching Bible classes. You know, I was always plugged in, and I enjoyed it. And I've never taken my focus off God. I mean, at times I've you know, maybe not as been as focused as I should have been or, you know, 
studied as much as I should have or opened my Bible as much, but at the same time, my, my prayers daily have always happened, and you know, I've always known that God was there with me and for me, so my focus has never shifted. Well, leading into the family portion of church, we had visited, you know, my family's church, which is in Springfield, Tennessee. It's called Hillcrest, and, you know, we've got friends that go there, too, so that was kind of like, hey, we'll visit there, and the first time we went, it just didn't feel home. You know, the people were nice and genuine, and every time we go there, even now for whatever, vacation Bible school or trunk or treat or Easter to visit or friends or family, you know, the folks are nice. and it's, I mean, it's a nice church. It's just not what we need because, you know, comparing the two churches, which, you know, I normally wouldn't compare two religions, two different, I ain't going to say two religions because basically they're the same. You're worshiping the same God. But two different styles of worship and churches, my, my family and I fit more with the revolution style church because, you know, I come from a family of broken people mother was broken my father you know both of them you know ended their lives early you know one way form or fashion but at the same time you know i i felt like that you know us being there at revolution church is somewhere that you know god put us and it wasn't that it was a choice that we literally made on our own it you know god at least for my life i've realized he has a sense of humor you know, some things happen. You know, it's hard. It, I tell people it's my face because random people will come up to me and they'll just talk about random things and that they wouldn't talk to anybody else about. And that's kind of how it is at Riff. And, and we love it, you know. Well, this year, uh, they asked me and my family to serve in the deacon role. And I was very excited and honored about it. It was one of those things that. You know, of all the accomplishments I've done, whether it's, you know, college or work-wise, you know, teacher of the year, uh, receiving rewards and things like that, this right here was, you know, up there as far as, you know, a, a, a role that I was excited, you know, to be asked to do. And I wanted to share it with my family. And when I did, I didn't get the response that I would hoped for. I got the response that I knew, but I didn't get the response that I hoped for. My wife sent out a text message to the family and, and basically saying that, you know, hey, we're going to have the ordination service coming up and we'd really like for you to celebrate it with us. And that's what, you know, we wanted them to do. We wanted them to come and visit, and, you know, check out our church and visit our members and see who we're talking about when we, when we bring up certain people and, you know, we hear a really solid message from Pastor Chris, and that's what we were looking for. And the response I got was no. And it wasn't just no. I could have just said, hey, that would have been okay. If they would just been like, you know, no, we can't. We've got other obligations or, you know, just no, we're not coming. That would have been okay because I've, I've given the no answer to for things. But the response I got was basically it came down to just a couple areas of our worship that didn't fit their style or, you know, didn't fit whatever belief system and might or might not cause them to stumble. So that hurt, you know, growing up in a church of Christ, I had a mother who was looking for her Christian identity before she died. You know, I'm not a big fan of my mother, never have been. But at the same time, one thing that I respected the most of my mother 
fact that we went to a lot of different churches. We went to Mormon church, we went to Baptist churches, we went to Methodist churches. You know, I got a broad perspective of religion, you know, at a younger age, you know, 14, 15 years old. And I liked it because it let me see how other people worship God. And there was not a set mold that you had to follow. Because I know a lot of believers who don't even like going into the church building for one reason or another. And I respect that because after hearing what my family had to say, it made even more sense. You know, I used to always get kind of frustrated whenever I'd invite somebody to church and they wouldn't come. You know, they'd be like, no, I'm going to watch it on TV or I do my daily devotions. But... You know, some members can cause others to stumble, so I totally get that. I don't ever want to be that person. You know, I tell people straightforward that you know, I'm a, I, I fail. And it's one of those things, like, I come short to the glory of God all the time. And I own that. It's not something that I want to do, you know, but you know, as human nature happens, you know, whether it's one thing or another, you know, sin does cause us to stumble and, you know, lose sight at times. But getting back to the family part of this... The thing that hurt me the worst was my grandmother. You know, of all the people who have supported me in my life, my grandmother and grandfather were the top tier. Um, especially my grandfather. You know, he was one that I could bounce ideas off of and never worry about what judgment there was or what kind of re- you know reaction he was going to give me because it was always met with love. And I remember years ago I was dating a girl. And and she was going to a Baptist church, and I was working a lot. This is when I was first starting into college, and I was working you know, two and three jobs. You know, Sundays, I was hard, it was hard to get off. Like I could catch a Wednesday night off. Then I was teaching Bible class at the Church of Christ for the middle school group. Um, but the girl asked me to go to church with her, but she went to a Baptist church in Portland, Tennessee. And I was like, okay. And I've been to Baptist church before because my mother and other family members and things like that. So... Ah, I felt obligated, and I went. It was fine. You know, it was one of those things where I like instrumental music. You know, listen to K Love Radio or Way FM, and you know, Christian music's been a part of my life for you know, almost 20 years now. One of those things that I've come to accept it because I sing it in my car. My kids sing it. You know, we have it on at home. It's it's a wholesome music that's you know, I feel beneficial to my family myself, but, you know, my grandfather, I, I asked him, I said, you know, what do you think about me going to a Baptist church, and the response I got from my grandfather, which, you know, he, I didn't feel like he ever was going to look down on me, because he said, you know, as long as you're going somewhere, and that right there hit home, because I was like, okay, you know, he gets it, uh, I know he was a Church of Christ elder, you know, and those guys who was very smart and sound in his belief, but at the same time, he understood, you know, the needs of, of his grandson. Well, when I told my grandmother that, she's like, I don't believe he would say that. And that kind of hurt. Like, I'm, my grandfather's my favorite person that's ever been on this planet. You know, it's, it's, he's the one person that, you know, no matter how mad I was or how frustrated I was with him, you know, I couldn't stay that way very long because he meant so much to me. And you know, for her not to believe that, that's what he said to me, that just really hurt too. But getting back to the whole family thing, it came down mainly 
uh, the responses I got was, it's not the way we worship. You know, whether it's instrumental music or whether it's, you know, using the King James Version of the Bible. I'm one of those folks that, you know, as I've gotten older, I have several different translations of the Bible that I use. You know, I don't use the King James very often just because it's not as easy reading. I like different translations. I like the NIV, probably the best. That's the one I've personally used the most. Uh, the New Living Translation is fine. Um, uh, ESV has been one that I've bounced off a few times, too. And, you know, there's several others that I've used on different apps on my phone and things like that. So it's not like I'm you know, a one-sided Christian or a narrow-minded Christian. I'm open to other translations and ideas because I believe that, you know, the more you know and expose yourself to as a Christian the more God speaks to you, not necessarily directly, but indirectly. Kind of like yesterday, you know, two different times, you know, whether it was a sermon or was it with our couples night, couples night was crazy because I get to church and Chris is like, you're not going to believe what we're talking about. And I was like, what are we talking about? She's like, we're talking about different denominations. And I was like, are you kidding me? You know, because I'm going through this struggle with my family because they're not coming to my you know, ordination and but we're talking about you know, different translations or different versions of churches and that's just God being funny and I know it is because that's kind of how he's done me a lot there's different, different instances that God has put us in that he's done this to me and I get it I'm okay with it so that's how it is but just hurts you know you, you want your family to be there i know i've been the black sheep of the family I, I really do i know the expectations or the glass ceiling was not that high at one point and or maybe it was just too high that i'd never reach it you know because of who my father was and all the trouble he got into and then, you know just the way he lived his life and you know, being an alcoholic in and out of jail not paying child support things like that i just wish that you know my family would see me for somebody who's not him, you know, and respect my decision to go to a different church and not see it as, you know, a downfall or that I've taken my eyes off God because I really haven't, you know. I'll be honest with you, in the past year, I've really learned more with our Bible studies than I've ever learned in the past 35 years of my life because, you know, Church of Christ is great. You know, the Bible studies we've had is great, but you know, learning more about you know, history and you know, biblical terms and you know, different types of Bibles. I mean, I mean, you know, Calvinism and different things like those words that people would never hear in a million years unless you're studying for them. I mean, it's really been eye-opening. I, mean, I like it because you know, one of those things I like about you know. The Bible is I like to study the history and you know what each verse means, not just pulling a verse to make it fit what you're thinking, but you know, studying the verses before and after and, you know, the scriptures around it, you know, and then the authors of the Bible, like you know, when I was growing up, I didn't know Luke was a Gentile. No one ever told us that that Luke Luke was not a Jew, you know. So it's those little things that, you know, when you're studying and you're getting all the back history on the Bible, it's great because I feel like it makes you want to seek God more because it makes you want to learn more. 
So that's just kind of how I am with that and where I am with that. I'm not mad at my family. You know, I don't respect their decision because at the same time, we've been invited numerous times to come to their church and celebrate with friends and family day or Easter or trunk or treat or vacation Bible school. We've always attended, even when they haven't, you know. I've never met such people that invite you to something, but yet they don't even show up half the time themselves. You know, there's been times we've come on Sundays and Wednesdays, and we're like, uh, where are you? you? You invited us, but yet you're not even here yourself. And that's just kind of where we are with that. And, you know, it's kind of heartbreaking because, you know, I, I've been over backwards for my family anytime they've needed me to, whatever, whatever it is, you know, from, you know, family emergencies to putting in a washer and dryer to taking someone to get groceries to whatever it is. You know, I've dropped things that I was doing, you know, to fill roles that need to be filled for other folks. And I, I'm not mad that I did it. I was honored to do it. You know, that's just part of being a family member. But, you know, when push comes to shove, that stuff is not there for my, for my girls and myself. You know, and I'm not harboring any animosity. That was something that someone had said to me in my family that you're just harboring animosity. No, I'm just speaking facts. You know, there are things that have happened that you just don't forget. You know, and yeah, I forgive you, I, or I, I don't hold it against you, but I'm not going to forget it because it happened, you know. And that's just part of life. As humans, you're not going to forget everything bad that's happened, you know. And that's just who we are. I, mean, I love my family. Actually, I feel like I love them so much that it just makes me frustrated, you know. But it is what it is. But I hope that, you know, maybe they do show up on, you know, the 8th, whenever our deacon ordination is, because, you know, it would mean a lot to me. You know, I've come a long way. I'll, I'll share this later on in some of my other podcasts. I know this is my first one. I'm throwing out a bunch of information. But I'll share this more later on. But I've been through a lot more than, you know, most people have you know, 10 or 12 lifetimes. So for me to come this far and to not lose faith and to not go down the road that my parents have went, you know, to me, that's a major accomplishment because I could have myself, you know, went down a path that wasn't righteous, you know, and ultimately could have killed me. So that's just that piece on that. But moving on, we had a great weekend. We had birthday party we went to and you know, the kids had fun, did some shopping at church Sunday and church Sunday night. And last night, you know, my buddy Jonathan took him over last night to watch the SummerSlam. We always have a good time with that. Eat spaghetti and cake and, you know, enjoy the show. And it was a good pay-per-view. It was, it was nice to see some, you know, good matches and see, you know, Brock Lesnar lose with, uh, without any help from anybody. And you know, it was just a clean match. It actually ended pretty early. Most times SummerSlam or WrestleMania go to like 10.30, but it was kind of crazy. It ended at 9.30, so we got in bed early. You know, got a you know, pretty good night's rest. So, you know, passionate about wrestling. Alabama football's coming up soon. Very excited about that. 
haven't missed an Alabama game since like 2005, whether I've watched it on my phone, at a birthday party, or so awful saying this, but Christie's grandmother's funeral. Uh, I haven't missed any games. You know, it's one of those things that you know, I've been a Alabama fan since I was a small child. You know, I love watching all the games. You know, that's just something that I've been passionate about. I don't know why. It's just, it's a part of me. And going on my 30th season as a Bama fan, so that's just something kind of cool about it. And somebody asked me years ago why I was a Bama fan. I think it was my dad. You know, like I know my dad would watch Alabama, and it was one of those things that he he would cheer for. And my dad had a lot of different sports teams he liked. You know, I didn't keep any of the other ones except for Alabama. So, and one of the first games I ever got to go to college football was um, – Good morning. This is the Jeff Gregory Podcast. Uh, pretty excited about this one. This is my second podcast I've done. The first one, you know, it's just kind of getting my feet wet into doing it. Um, I – about 10 minutes of it got cut off because my headset had cut off and I didn't realize it and I just kept on talking. So you missed the last 10 minutes of it, but there really wasn't much, nothing much about it. It was mainly about, you know, sports and things like that. But today's podcast that I'm doing is entitled uh, Faith, Family, and Forgiveness. You know, the three big F's of life, three things that I have struggled with, you know, in areas and three things that I have, you know, felt accomplished with. In certain areas as well one of the areas I've always felt that you know I've had a stronghold on was my faith you know there are times in life that you know you struggle with your, your faith but I felt for the most part that you know even when things were going really bad that God was there and that's just how that's always been for me I grew up in the Church of Christ you know and I, I recommend it for anybody that's looking for a strong you know religion a strong Bible-based religion. I have no problem with the Church of Christ churches. I, you know, we still attend, um, you know, when family invite us to Friends and Family Day, Vacation Bible School, you know, whatever they're doing, you know, that's, you know, or gospel nights and things like that. We don't mind going, you know, because I've known a lot of the speakers all my life. You know, some of my favorite, you know, Church of Christ speakers are, you know, Jeff Walling. He's one of the greatest ones I've ever heard of from Pepperdine University. You know, when I was growing up, he was, you know, at last the leaders and things like that. And, you know, I still watch a lot of his, you know, preachings on YouTube and things like that. Anytime I see a new one on there, I'll watch it. And, you know, one one or two that I recommend that he has is he does, he covers the whole, whole Old Testament and the whole New Testament in two different YouTube uh, series. Uh, they're about 45 minutes long each. But while he's talking about the timeline, the history things that, you know, were happening in the Old Testament or the New Testament. There's like five or six giant long chalkboards that are in the back behind him, and he's got somebody back there drawing out what he is saying. So that is really cool to watch, and, you know, I really liked it, and I like I've watched it several times over, and I forward it to folks that, you know, are just looking for something pretty cool to watch. You know, and then another one of my favorite Church of Christ folks is Max Licato. I've read several of his books. Um, I've subscribed to his podcast, you know, him. And, you know, I, I really enjoy stuff that he said, you know, don't always agree with some things Max says, but at the same time, you know, I don't believe that religion is cut and dry. You know, I don't believe that there is a true, you know, Church of Christ religion that is perfect or there's a true Baptist or whatever. I believe that, you know, the word of God, you know, is 
spoken to you in your heart. You know, the Bible was written by men and there are no perfect Bibles. You know, you still got the King James, New King James, NIV, ESV, NLT, Message, all those Bibles that, you know, have different people's preferences and a lot of churches have their own preference. And, you know, so I believe that, you know, it's basically what you believe in your heart. You know, you can study as much as you want and and find the you know your your correct you know interpretation. So that's kind of where I stand on that. Like I like I personally like the NIV. I've been using it since I was probably 14 or 15 years old. Um, it's it's funny we were studying Bibles in our couples classes. You know you know the timelines when they came forward and when they were made and when it came to the NIV. You know it was like oh this is written on the seventh grade level. I was like that's why I liked it. You know it's easy to read but. You know, the, the message is, you know, written on like a fourth grade level. And the King James written like, you know, a 12th grade slash college level. I mean, they're, they're, some of them are tougher to read and comprehend and understand because you don't speak the way that is written. You know, some of those languages we, or I guess dialects they speak, we don't speak that way. So it makes it harder for you to understand sometimes, especially if you're just reading something without actually studying it. So I use lots of different translations. Like on my phone, I have, I literally looked the other day, I have, nine different Bible apps on my phone, which is kind of crazy. I have several parallel Bible apps, and then, then you know, my study Bibles, I have a couple of different versions of those. But my favorite Bible I ever had was, it was an NIV Bible. I bought it. It's actually here on my desk here at school, and, you know, I might post it on my Instagram or something, but I've had this Bible for, let me see, I'm 35. I got it when I was 14, so I've had this Bible for 21 years. You know, it's worn out. You know, it's been in my, the back seat of my truck. It's been in the front seat of my truck. It's been underneath my seat of my truck. I lost it for about two years. Um, it's got duct tape all over it. It's got scriptures on it. It's got the margins are coming apart. Uh, the binders broke. Uh, I ended up having to duct tape it because whenever it started tearing up, this was like pre-Amazon days. You couldn't find anything. So I, I looked on the internet and it was like, Here's one, and it was like 70 bucks. You know, I was like, no, I'm not paying $70 for something that I paid, you know, 15 for growing up. But I love my Bible. I leave it here at school as a reminder of who I am. You know, it kind of represents me. It's kind of torn up a little bit, a little, little beat up and tattered. But yet, you know, it still holds the message of God, and it's still, you know, very useful and works out very well for me. But, you know, moving forward... I have no problems with the Church of Christ religion that I grew up with. I learned a lot. You know, like my two best friends, you know, ultimately that's where I met them was at the Church of Christ, you know, Jonathan and Jared. And, you know, I I get to, you know, hang out with them and speak to them. And, you know, that's that's one of the big takeaways I have from going to church there, um, you know, besides meeting, you know, folks. But, you know, we've we switched over to Revolution Church and White House, and we like it, you know, we, we've like I told in my first podcast, we weren't really planning on going to Rev. It was just somewhere that it's like every every time that we were doing something, it was like somebody would, hey, come visit Rev or come bring your kids to this or come do this. And it was people that I'd either went to church with or grown up with. And so it was kind of like God was speaking to us, you know, that this is where we need to go. And we went, first Sunday we went, you know, like Pastor Chris was talking about teachers and it was cool and. They gave out a gift card to all the teachers. I was like, wow, this is crazy. You know, they're actually, you know, serving teachers and things like that. And and being a teacher, I was excited. And, you know, we, we fill roles like, you know, I do, you know, Sunday morning children's church. And Chrissy does the nursery and Wednesday night nursery. And we have our own couples class. And, and I have a men's Bible class. And then I do security and things like that. So it's it's important to me. Like, I enjoy it. I enjoy being able to serve. I enjoy, you know, 
especially my men's group. Like I was telling Scott this morning on my way to school that, you know, I love my men's group because, you know, we dig into the word. Like right now we're studying the book of Luke and, you know, we're doing like a 30 day series and every day there's something different to look for or, or to read about. And, you know, and I've read, I, I'm not an overachiever by no means, but I've read like every one of my pa- passages, but I like read them in different translations, you know, or I'll read them in, in just to make sure that I'm getting what I'm looking for. And, you know, it's really cool. Like I enjoy things like that. I enjoy the history of the Bible. I enjoyed knowing the back history of, you know, the timeline of what was going on in different areas other than just, you know, what you directly read in scripture. But, you know, Rev's a service-based church. The motto is live, love, serve. You know, you live like Christ, you love one another, and you serve. And that's kind of what we do with our family. You know, me and Christy and the girls, you know, you know, that's, we've kind of adopted that motto. We, and that, you know, we do it at church. You know, we, you know, we serve as much as we can. And, you know, it, it's somewhere that we're supposed to be, I believe. I don't believe that any church is perfect. You know, you're never going to find a perfect church. If you do, let me know so I can go check it out. But I don't believe you're going to find a perfect church. Um, But like I said, the title of today is, you know, um, Faith, Family, and Forgiveness. So that's my faith part of it. Like, I've been a Christian for many years of my life. Um, Not always a perfect Christian, no, no such thing. But I do have my faults and I do have my sins. But I strive to overcome them. I strive to make myself better for myself and my family. And that's just, you know, where I am in my life. But, you know, this week has been a tough week. It's been very challenging. You know, I was asked to be a deacon this year and very excited about it. You know, something that as a kid, you know, being in a church, I'm not going to lie. Like, I always wanted to be a deacon, you know, because some of the big deacons that I grew up with, you know, were really good. And they were really inspiring. They were really you know, godly men, they, but they were fun, they were funny, you know, they taught Bible classes at camp, and they, you know, taught our Bible classes at church, and they had great reputations, and they had great, you know, wives and families, and that's what I wanted, you know, so when I was excited to be a deacon, I felt like that the church was looking at those areas of my life, and like, hey, you know, Gregory's got it, he's got a great wife, he's got great children, you know, he, you know, leads by example, you know, God's first in their home, and, you know, that's what I was looking for. So I was very excited. I'm not going to lie. Like I was, you know, one of the top tier things I've ever been asked to do or, or whatever. So to serve as a deacon, you know, I know I, you got to, I feel like I got to step my life up even more, but that's, that's fine. But like I said, very excited about it. And I want to share it with my family. You know, my, I have a large family. Um, my mom's side is very large. My dad's side is very large, extended families and things like that. Um, on dad's side, you know, is a family of believers, you know, Church of Christ, some Methodists, you know, whatever. There's some other, you know, churches, but they're believers. And then my dad's side is the more of the non-believers. Like, I don't know that many folks on my dad's side that actually attended church. You know, I know my grandmother didn't believe in God at time of time on my mom's side. Norma, I mean, Norma did, but Janie, she didn't really believe. So, but until she was ready to die, but I don't know how that works out. That is between, you know, Janie and God, but... You know, I've known some Methodists on that side, but really no, nobody that's ever stood out that I can say is church going folk. And, and that's fine. Like I don't, I don't push my religion on people. They know where I stand. I'm always the one that on either side of the family for somewhere, Hey, you know, will you lead the prayer for breakfast or dinner or Thanksgiving or Christmas? And, and I've always enjoyed that, that role too, because, you know, I want to be an example to my family. 
But moving forward, my family, I really wanted them to come, you know, to the deacon service, which is on September the 8th. So if you're listening to my podcast, you want to come, come on over. Because after we do it, we might go eat somewhere or might eat at church. I'm not really sure all the particulars, but it will be something that will be fun for everybody. And it will be, you know, something good for just to, you know, support my wife and my girls too. You know, they're part of this just as much as I am because they're, they're serving our church. And, you know, I believe that deacon role, you know, umbrellas onto them. But what happened was, is, you know, I talked a little bit about it in my first podcast. You know, Christy sent a message to my dad's side of the family and asked them to come and be a part of it with us and, and sharing this, <coughs> you know, deacon service. <coughs> Excuse me. Take a drink of water. And I talk fast. I apologize. I'm one of those people that, like, my mind's racing as I'm talking. So if you uh, stumble or if I'm all over the place, that's just kind of how it works. But, you know, Chrissy had asked, you know, them to come. And, you know, the response I got on the first text message, you know, was from my cousin. And I love my cousin. I mean, she's, you know, we've had a lot of ups and downs. I'm not going to lie. But at the same time, you know. She is family, but, you know, if you're not coming, just tell me you're not coming. Just say, hey, you know, our religious preference isn't what we want to do. You know, our religious, you know, beliefs aren't the same, whether it's, you know, the Bible that we read or the instrumental music, you know, or whatever. And I can accept that, no problem. Like, I'm one of those people that I can accept a lot of things because, you know, like I said, I've seen a lot of different religions. I have my preference, you know. I wasn't a soul fan of instrumental music, you know, when we first started attending Riff. Like, I like some acapella stuff. But, you know, I just kind of let it go. And then, you know, my wife replied back, you know. She's like, well, we have, you know, God at our church, too. And, and then the rest kind of hit the fan. And, you know, it, it sucks because you love your family. You don't want to, you know, have quarrels over you know, things like this. Like, I never want to argue with somebody about religion. Like, I I know enough that I could, but I know enough that I don't want to as well. You know, like, if people have different beliefs and perspectives, you know, I'm not the person that's going to sit there and tell you wrong. I'm not the person that's going to, you know, bash you for whatever you believe. I'm just going to love you, you know, and that's what I'm doing with my family. You know, the only thing that I, I did was about six years ago, um, I was having some things in my mind and my heart and, you know, my grandmother's like, write a book about it, write, write it down. So I wrote it down and it ended up being, you know, about 70 pages, I believe when I finished writing and, you know, it, and I write in it, you know, sporadically now, like I, don't, I haven't written in it in, I guess, several months. I don't write a whole lot anymore, but cause it's just things I went through as a child growing up and they're not great things. Like they're things that, you know, you look back and you're like, wow. You know, if I'd only known or, you know, we'd have been there for you if you'd only said something. But at five and six years old and, you know, 13, 14, sometimes you just don't say anything. You don't know the right words. And, you know, so I gave that a copy of that to, you know, a few family members, including my grandmother. And then I was accused of doing it maliciously. But it wasn't malicious. You know, I, I promise. Like wholeheartedly, I wanted them to see what I went through that was you know, I didn't even tell my wife until I was like 29 years old, you know, things that I went through and overcame to get to the Jeff Gregory that I am now, you know, the loving husband, you know, 
a dedicated father and ultimately, you know, the man of God, because that's what I want to be. Like, I don't want anything else. Like, I'm not, you know, a selfish guy. Like, I, those are three things that I, you know, I want in my life. I want to be a great dad. I want to be an awesome husband. And I want to be, you know, you know, a true believer and love God. That's those are three things that I want. Really, no more, no less. And, you know, for me to get the attacks that I've gotten lately and some text messages saying that, like, I've let people down and, you know, if I would have only been a Church of Christ deacon and that kind of stuff, you know, it just, it's like low blows, you know, so those jabs that you don't throw unless you're, you know, really trying to hurt somebody, you know, things that I wouldn't throw at somebody and because I could, but I wouldn't and I've let it go. Like I haven't responded, you know, I just hadn't, I don't know what to say because I don't want it twisted back in my face. I don't want people to, you know, feel like that. You know, I'm doing something malicious because that's not who I am. Like, I'm not a malicious person, you know, and like going on to the forgiveness part, like sometimes I'm too quick to forgive stuff. Like, I don't know if you can be, but I feel like I sometimes I am like, you know, something will happen and I'll just let it go. And, you know, my wife will be like, hey, you know, I thought you weren't going to talk to that person or I thought you weren't going to, you know, communicate or I thought you were going to do this. And, and I'm like, well. You know, I felt bad or, you know, because I have, I have empathy for people that I can see both sides of the perspective on a lot of things because I've been through both sides of the perspective. You know, I've been in the wrong and if I'm in the wrong, call me out on it. I, you know, I'm old enough and mature enough that if I do something that, you know, isn't right, I have no problem being called out on it. But at the same time, you know, I do forgive my family and for not coming, even though it's, in my opinion, it's silly, you know, you're not going to come over instrumental music, you know, honestly, I feel like, you know, I have four weeks or four or three weeks before it's, you know, we're having, having this, I could probably reach out to Pastor Bill, or who's our music minister, or Pastor Chris, who's, you know, our preacher, and say, hey, can we do an acapella service, but at the same time, you know, I feel like that, that would still, they still wouldn't come, and then that would just cause more animosity that I've been told I carry, which I don't. You know, I, after things were said Saturday, I let things go. Like, you know, I reached out to my Uncle Billy and I, you know, I kind of told him how I felt. And, you know, I wasn't looking for him to take a side. I wasn't looking for him to, you know, be like, oh, that's, that's, that's how it should be or something. I was just wanting, you know, to tell him how I felt, you know, because I value his, you know, perspective and opinion. And, but there is no animosity. You know, like I said, I love my family, I love my friends. You know, whether they come or not, you know, I'm not going to disown them, but there are, there are going to be you know, changes that are made. You know, I don't feel comfortable going back to their church. You know, I just, that's not going to happen anymore because, you know, we always have attended, you know, their churches and, and their activities. And, you know, I know several people there. I played volleyball. I actually played volleyball for them. That was kind of nice to get to meet people and things like that. And, but at the same time, you know, I feel like that my girls, if they're going to be looked down upon or my wife, you know, I don't want them to be looked down upon because we go to a different church, you know, and, and that's not how it's going to be because I, you know, I, as a dad and a husband, you know, I, my goal is to protect and shield my family from things. And, you know, that's what I do. I do that pretty well. I feel like, because, you know, I, I love my girls more than anything. I love my wife more than anything. So. But moving forward, like I said, I forgive my family. I love them. 
you know, I talked to my grandmother yesterday on the phone for about 45 minutes, you know, we, she was upset, and I understand her being upset, but the intention wasn't to make her upset, the intention was just to let her know that, you know, this is what your grandson went through, you know, there's more than just my mom and dad, you know, killing themselves, or dad being murdered, whatever, I don't know the true, whole story on that, you know, I hear little bits and pieces here and there about my dad, but, you know, ultimately, you know, there's more, you know, there's stuff that happened to me when I was five years old, and six years old, and, you know, and, you know, being homeless and things like that, and, and it's in my book, I mean, if you want to read it, like I said, shoot me a message, I'll send it to you, you know, at one point I wasn't ever going to let anybody read it, you know, I wrote it mainly for myself, but if I can, if it, if it helps somebody, if it, you know, if it helps somebody overcome something they're going through, or, you know, gives them a different perspective of life and stuff like that, you know, then I'm all for it. You know, I love people and I want to help people. That's ultimately why I teach where I'm at. You know, I'd love to go home and teach in White House, but every time, you know, I, I mention it or there's a job opening, sometimes I even retract my name from it because, you know, I belong where I belong. You know, I teach kids that have rough home lives and, you know, and I've shared some things, you know, this, you know, kids, you know, from my book that, you know, that have been going through some stuff, whether it's, you know, parents' death or, or whatever, you know, I've shared things to just let them know that, hey, I'm here, you know, I got your back, I'm not, I'm not going to let anybody hurt you if I can help it, and things like that, so, I mean, that's just how I am, that's who I am, and, you know, I'm not ashamed anymore of what I went through growing up, you know, i be honest with you, you know, I struggle with forgiveness, you know, for a couple things out of my book um, that have happened to me, but, you know, I, I pray that, you know, with the peace, you know, God, you know, bestow peace upon me and my heart and let me just let those things go and move forward at 35 years old and enjoy the rest of my life without <laughs> that word animosity, harboring animosity. That word just irritates me, by the way. Like, if you're listening to my podcast, you know, I'm sorry to break the topic, but that word just irritates me. I don't harbor animosity. never have. Like, I'm most people that I have a great memory. Like, I can tell you anything and everything I've just about ever done or ate or whatever. You know, like, when I was in college, I bought, like, 12 books, and that's it. Because if it was a lecture class, I could just remember it. And, you know, anyways, moving forward. I don't harbor animosity, but I don't forget stuff either. You know, and if I throw it back up every now and then, then it, it wasn't mainly to hurt anybody. It's mainly just to re- reiterate facts that have happened. So, but moving forward. Um... Life is good. You know, we're going to have a good weekend this weekend. We're going camping with some friends from church. Looking forward to it. I've never taken my wife camping. So I am very nervous because I love to camp. You know, growing up, you know, we would go backpacking. We would go camping. One time, Jonathan Shelton almost made me freeze to death because it was snowing. And he had two sleeping bags. Now I had this crappy energy blanket. And I didn't know he had two sleeping bags. And we almost froze to death. Well, I did. And then, but like I said, I loved the fish growing up and camp out at Shallow Lake and, you know, all the memories that I've had there with my best friends and, you know, the tent story with Jared and, you know, the guy that was scaring away possums while we were trying to sleep or rob us one and all kinds of stuff like that. But like I said, looking forward to it. It's going to be really hot. You know, we got to, we're looking at tents. If you've ever looked at tents, um, you know, there's like a million of them, and they range from, you know, really cheap to really expensive. And we settled on a $35 tent from Walmart that attaches to the 10 by 10 canopy we use for cheerleading. 
So I am looking to see how this works. I may end up going back and get another one because it only sleeps, you know, four people. And we're bringing Charlie, our dog, who's a, like a great Pyrenees Golden Retriever mix. And he's about as big as I am. And he's going to want to lay on top of me. But, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Like, I, you know, whenever they were talking about it last week at the birthday party, you know, I chimed in. I was like, yeah, I'd love to go, you know, because I, you know, growing up, you know, we did a lot of camping and things like that, you know, canoeing and stuff. So I want my girls to experience it because, you know, it's fun. Those are memories that they will cherish and, you know, I will cherish. And, you know, so I'm looking forward to it. But I got to get ready to go do some car duty and let my children into school today. So, but I hope everyone has a great weekend and I'll talk to you soon. See you later.